A quick content warning for this episode, Fish Sticks Topic Topics discusses dying in a fire, and we understand that that kind of content can be upsetting to some people, so if you don't want to hear about it, when you hear the intro music for Fish Sticks segment, you can hit the 30-second skip button 20 times, and you'll get right to the commercial just before the professor's life de-stressor, or just jump ahead to the 13-minute mark, and you'll be in the clear. Thank you. I Don't Know Radio is part of the Podcast NH Network. Check out PodcastNH.com for other shows that are honestly way better than this piece of shit. W-I-D-K This is I Don't Know Radio. This show is not for kids, so don't go running off and tattle to the FCC. Remember, snitches get stitches. It's Fishstick, Lulu, The Professor, and Mulch on 1091 W-I-D-K. The I Don't Know Morning Show. Good Monday morning. Good, Good Monday morning. morning. Good morning. Welcome to your low-grade, unpaid, risque pit stain. Of a Monday morning radio show. And we're not, we're going, not going anywhere. anywhere. Why do you guys, when you say that, what does it mean? We're not going. We're, we're not, not going. going leave. Does, it mean, <laughs> does it mean that this show like isn't going anywhere? Like we're not. Like we're, like like we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like we're not going anywhere or we're not leaving? <laughs> like, all right, so both. Like, both. like we're not, so we're uh, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're probably not going anywhere. Probably. Okay, like I just wanted there. to clarify, on Fish Sticks Topic Topics, we are going to be talking about... <sighs> Listen, okay, I'm going to give you guys a choice, because I don't know which one will be better. Do we want to talk about something horrible having to do with death, or do we want to talk about something sexual? Damn only, we're only doing death. one. That's really tough. One for death. Death. Two for death. Death. Three for death. Four for death. <laughs> Bring or, on the death! Cake or death. <laughs> we're talking about death on my thing. Professor's life distressor. Tar hands. Uh, nice. I like <laughs> optimize. You get your SEO in order, Lulu. Um, Lulu's view reviews. I will be reviewing something that is mostly not what the item says. Okay, mulch. <laughs> We're going to be talking about who tried to do what and why it's hilarious. All this and more coming right at you. Stay close. Do you have anger issues that you take out on businesses by making up claims and threatening to report them to the BBB? Don't do this alone. Hire the professionals. We dig deep and find the most petty of grievances, blowing them far out of proportion and guaranteeing a response by management. If you don't get at least a discount on your next purchase, we'll sue for free. Better Business Bureau of Investigation. We're the best at finding the worst. Here comes way too much information. Send your topics to I don't know radio at gmail.com and they'll end up here on Fish Sticks Topic Topics. Fish Sticks Topic Topics brought to you by Boob Boats. Not all of us have boobs that are content to stay at home. However, they don't have much choice, seeing as they are constantly chaperoned. At the very least, we can give them a sense of adventure by turning their constraints into vessels of discovery. Buy these figureheaded bras and feed your breasts imagination. Boob boats. Yo, awesome. That's awesome. Get them Viking titties <laughs> over here. <laughs> I would buy that. Awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> Pack your boob boats in my harbor. Let's get to business. Fish sticks, topic, topics. Today's topic was sent in by none other than our favorite person, Ian G. You sound like Gilbert Gottfried trying to do a Christopher Walken. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Uh, Ian asks, would you rather die by drowning or by dying in a fire? 
How would you like to go? That's the easiest we've ever had. Let's drowning. Tw- oh. oh, you want to do one, two, three? Drowning. <laughs> no, do- let's try it. Ready? You count and I'll yell. What? What? You, only you yell? Like both of us can <laughs> yell. Three. I just don't want to be the two, one. Two, one. Drowning. You're the only person that wants to drown, to be fired, <laughs> to be burnt. You should hit the bell for that. I think that all three of you are insane. Why? Why would you rather drown? Have you ever almost drowned? Of course. Have you ever been burned? Even a little bit? Here's the thing. Yeah. It only burns for like a little bit. If if I found out that I was like, if I had no choice but to die in this fire, you gotta bet I'm throwing myself on that fire so that my nerve endings can get cooked and deactivated as fast as possible. Typically, not how that works. So typically, like the smoke inhalation kills you. And then the fire gets you. He didn't say die of smoke inhalation. He said die of burn to death. No, he said that's witch at the stake. He said die in a fire. He said in a fire. That's how you die in a fire. Or I'm sorry, you still feel pain from heat and fire before you inhale enough smoke. Yeah, yeah, but if you go into cardiac arrest. Yeah, so. but if I'm underwater and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gonna die. Uh, okay. <gasps> yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> I mean, so like both that- of these things. <laughs> Both of these situations are the same. The lack of oxygen is what. Well, no, they're not the <laughs> no, same. No, because it fire is, though. burns you to death. Because no. if both of these situations happen at the same time, there'd be no problem. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. just think about burning your hand on the oven or a hot pan or something like that, and just how painful that little bit of burning. Mm. Just think about and it. Now, imagine experiencing that head to toe for however long it takes for you to die. So yeah. I like to play this game mm. called, I don't like playing this game. <laughs> <Not> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my wife and I like co-cook and sometimes she'll use a cast iron pan without my knowledge. Oh, So oh. I'll be like, do, 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 it's the same exact thing. And it's instant. It's instant horrific pain. pain. So for that to be over your entire body must be terrible. Like, let's say you're trapped in a car that's on fire. That's fucked up. And then, I feel sick right and now. And then the fire will get you. But I so drowning. So what happens? What does your brain do when oxygen doesn't get to it? What does it do? Releases the serotonin. I think it's endorphins. Those too. So, sure. So what it has? People have survived near drownings, and they say it's actually a very peaceful thing. It's like they're at first they're like struggling and they're whatever, and then they can't get air, and then endorphins release, and they just calm down, and, and you they just, just start euphorically to sink. die. Yeah, you just euphorically sink to the bottom of the ocean like the Titanic. In a Ugh. in a fire, you're like, I'm oh com- fuck, oh fuck, oh god. <laughs> I'd like Dead. to I'd like to ask at what point in the beginning of drowning, the process of drowning, because yeah, you get to that peaceful point eventually, but you also get there with a fire, the guttural fear. And I have to say, I'm a person who doesn't even like swimming because as a kid, I almost drowned a lot. I was going to, uh, that's my next question, but go on. I dr- I almost drowned. A- Did I say I drowned a lot or almost drowned a lot? You oh said the right thing. Okay. <laughs> I drowned a lot. <laughs> my um, mom was not very intuitive. I, intuitive, <laughs> intuitive. My mom is very intuitive and not very attentive because I'm a spirit. Um, now. The fear, the fear and the anxiety. Like I'm getting anxious, honestly, talking about almost drowning because Good. it like is this response that's kicking on. So I'm almost ready to jump in a fire. Okay, so this is what it's coming down to because you have a predisposition on this. I'm also afraid of fire. Because you're terrified of water and drowning though. But what it comes down to is if I was in this situation and I had to choose one of these deaths, I would rather experience the worst panic that I've ever experienced over the worst pain I've ever mm-hmm. experienced. Yep. 
I have a decent I, pain tolerance. I wouldn't mind the pain. You okay? Your pain tolerance isn't going to do shit when you're on, on fire, fire. <laughs> head to toe. Hence the reason people don't survive fires. <laughs> like you've never talked to me. It was like I almost died to fire, and these endorphins released. And it was really calm. Like that doesn't happen. We have people that have almost drowned. There's plenty of burn victims that survive, but there aren't yeah, people that they, get yeah, and they not have be nothing here. fucking positive to say about it. They have to use a cadaver skin on their ass or some something <laughs> like some combination well, of the two. Yeah. Can you imagine having to be patched up with somebody else's skin? Yeah, no. No. All right. So give me, tell me a story about a time when you almost drowned, and then I'll tell a story where I almost drowned. And then tell me a time you almost burned to death. Because <laughs> I'm curious. I okay. I would, I'm going to add one caveat to my answer before I tell the story. What does, small, I have a gun. What does fish <laughs> eggs have to do with this? I'm going to add a caviar. I am fish stick. Um, the, Ding. I would rather die by drowning than in a fire if the fire was my fault. If the fire is my fault, I'd rather drown. Because I don't want to die in a fire and be super pissed hey, at myself. if you're drowning, that's also your fault. <laughs> Not necessarily, <laughs> yes, because... It is. <laughs> good segue into when I almost drowned as a kid. Okay. One time... Yeah, but me, you're an adult now. I mean, go on, go on. Yeah, but okay. I, Maybe. I want you to picture, it's a beautiful sunny day. The I sun is it. shining. There's a couple of spherical clouds are in the sky. Me and my mother decided to go down to the local swimming hole where all of the children put their pus into the water. And we went down there... <laughs> Basically. I went swimming. My mother decided to bring a boogie board, even though it was a lake and there are no waves, but she had one. And she was sitting on it with her feet like on the ground because it wasn't going to float her because face it, those don't do anything. And I was swimming around. I was learning how to swim underwater. I swam under the boogie board and I tried to come up into the boogie board and my mother tried to scoot out of the way and I swam in the same direction to the length of time where my vision started to go weird and I started frantically just flailing because your drowning response is incredibly useless. <laughs> so then I'm underneath my mom. She's desperately trying to get out of the way and it just went from like bump, bump, and then <laughs> <laughs> as her kid fucking Tasmanian devils underwater. It's just like birthing you all over. <laughs> yeah, and then she pulled me out and I was like, <gasps> Mom, you almost killed that's the last thing you want to hear as a parent. <laughs> so I have a drowning story. So my parents would drop me off with my grandparents a lot because I'm a, I was a lot to handle. Um, <laughs> they needed a break. So they lived right near this water. So we would go there or whatever. And I couldn't swim yet. And my grandparents weren't vested enough to, like, teach me how to swim. So they were like, do the best you can. So my sisters would swim out because they're older than I am. So they'd be like, huh, oh, look how fucking far out we can swim or whatever. So I figured out buoyancy. That if I took a ball and I held onto it with my torso, like a like a, an inflatable ball, yep. it would f keep me afloat, and I would just use my legs to kick out there. So I kicked out to my sisters. I let go of the ball on accident. It hit me in the fucking mouth. It was like, cool. <laughs> and then the ball went flying, and I couldn't swim. So I just went down. <laughs> the last thing I remember, I was probably, mind you, like four feet into the water. But the last <laughs> thing I remember is... I was, my entire body was underwater and I was just doing this thing where my arms are all the way up and I'm trying to like stay afloat. My sisters are no help. I, the last thing I remember is my grandmother getting out of those tiny beach chairs people have. They're like almost a chair. It's like if a chair didn't have legs. She got out of that, ran into the water, picked me up, like threw me onto the beach and was like, what the hell are you doing? I was trying to relax. <laughs> I just remember being like, I just remember being like, <laughs> like, between like just 
almost drowning and then crying so much. Oh, no. I was, you know, I was like 17. Um, so, um, I was like four or five, maybe. But I just remember being like, one, I was so, it was just a roller coaster of emotions because, one, pumped that I figured out how to get out into this water. Then, incredibly scared I was going to die. Three, incredibly happy my grandmother saved me. Four, incredibly embarrassed I almost died. Like, so I was just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then, yeah, so that's the closest I came to drowning. I never hit that euphoric moment. I just hit like, oh shit, I'm going to die. I'm never going to see my dad again. Never going to be able to take him on that date I thought about. So it was just very, you know, it was just very scary. Any drowning stories? Uh, so there's one time I was on fire. <laughs> All right, fuck you. That's Fish Sticks Topic Topics. We've got the professor's life de-stressor coming at you next. Picture this, if you will. It's Thursday at 8 p.m. You just saw your favorite band. It's intermission, and six $10 beers hover just above your hose top. So you slide off to the little boy's room, uncap that beef nozzle, and let loose a torrent that would make Noah blush. Then you realize... There's 18 other hairy hipsters lined up behind you with various values of booze that they urgently need to dislodge. You don't have time to shake, and you just spent $30 to get these khaki shorts pressed. Don't drip dry. Let it rip dry with the ShakeMate. The ShakeMate flails that sucker around at 400 horsepower, 300 revolutions per minute. Wrangle the angle of your dangle and ring that dang ding-dong out. ShakeMate. It's also pretty good if you're single. I Don't Know Radio is not responsible for any actions you take as a result of the life advice presented here. Call 304-566-WIDK with your problems and the professor will solve them. It's the professor's life de-stressor. Today's professor life de-stressor is brought to you by ENG. Fuck off, mulch. Now, that's just unnecessary. Wow, that's a bit far, Ian. He paid for it, though, so... He paid for it. He's a good listener. He's a good listener. He is, he's Probably a, he's, our best. Mm, George Diaz. He's a good one. Pre- pretty close. It's it's tough when your two listeners are tied together. Hey, tell a friend about this podcast, anyone, please. We need more listeners. Also, we need more phone voicemails. I think people think the phone number's fake. I had someone it's be not like, fake. someone was like, you can't really call that, though. I was like, yes, you can. Where do you think we get the calls? We call need it. you to do it. 304-566-WIDK. Sing it with me. 304 566 W-I-D-K. Bad idea. Um, <laughs> listen to the fucking thing. It's like 9435. Yeah, 9435. Actually call the number and leave us voicemails. We need them. But we do have one. We have one. Tar hands. Hi there. Um, this message is for the professor. Um, I'm in a sticky situation here. I was retarring my roof um, and a bird I swooped over. I don't know. I got too close to her nest or something. But a bird swooped down, I spilled car everywhere, and it's just, uh, I need help, I guess. I called the number um, from you guys' podcast with my nose because I just have tar. It's on my hands, and it's everywhere. I have a, a broom stuck to my hands and, and my phone, so I had to dial. Uh, I just, I think I might be stuck here on the roof now because I'm, I, it's everywhere. Just I need some help, man. Uh, I'll be listening. Did she oh say God. phone or thong? <laughs> I'm not sure. 
I but, thought she said it stuck to my hands, it stuck to my thong, and I was like, <laughs> "What were you doing?" I, think on I the need roof? my roof retard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know where this is gonna go, so I'm just gonna cut you to the chase. Oh, okay. Okay, this is, I want you to open your mouth, and I'm, and I'm gonna be your voice. Well, you're a superhero now. First of all, <laughs> yes, I was actually I was actually going there with I, that. I knew you were. Look, you just have some opportunities here. I'd like to know how long ago that message got left. Yeah, if she's still on the roof. I mean, Halloween's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know nothing about the, like, integrity of wet tar. Like, I don't know how to remove that. Well, I'd like you to think about how that word feels coming out of your mouth, those two words. Wet tar? Probably close to that. She got, like, live action wet. tar and feathered. <laughs> like, <laughs> by herself. What do you mean, live action? <laughs> <laughs> That, like actually, that actually happened to people. I know, but it's like, but the birds are alive. <laughs> That's so not it's like, what live it's action like if, means. Yeah, if you were to like, I mean, kind of, it works for the joke. I think I want you to elucid, elucidate. I want you to elaborate on your point about having opportunities. I also want to talk about that word you just made up later, but go on. Alubricate? What did you say? I want you to elaborate. I had an Labrador. All right. To a Lorbador. Um Okay, you can climb stuff better. Sticky hands. Once. <laughs> One Just time. Only so, to where you first reach. You don't have to worry about falling off the roof. Valid point. You can kick that ladder down. Right? Just slide down slowly. I don't know how to help getting the tar off once you're down. Just soapy water? No, no. Heat it up. Oh, I know. It can be. It's like um uh, a convenient multitasking opportunity she has here. So, like, oh, yeah. she's retarding the roof and can wax her hands at the same time. Nice. Just put some fabric or something on there and just rip just it get off. The paper. Well, she could wax yeah. any part of her, I guess. Well, it's just it's on her hands at the yeah. moment. Yeah, you know. Before yeah. you do that, just slap those shingles down. Do you know what you're deep- in too deep? Just dip it, shingle it, slap it on the roof, and then return. Dip it, slip it, tap it. Return those tools to Home Depot. Roof done. I like the superhero angle. Yeah, you got, I mean... Limitations. Sticking to crime. Just throw (laughs) all of your inhibitions into the wind and do it. You could, they make glue traps for, like, pests. You're like a glue trap for criminals. Human glue trap. You could fight crime. Just stand outside of a bank. Yeah. Oh, you're running away? Not today. Can you imagine if the, like, the car peeled away and she just slapped her two hands on the back? And she just dragged behind the car. <laughs> uh, it'd be one of those chase scenes in the movies where you see your shoes grinding down as she slides down the pavement until the soles come off the shoes and then she flips her feet up onto the back window with her hands on the roof. But surprise, yeah. she has super long toenails, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Alternatively, you could become probably the greatest wide receiver in the NFL. Correct. I don't think they'd let you. <laughs> I would just like to point out that this tar is going to solidify at some point. They actually allow you to use sticky stuff on your gloves. You don't even have to close your hand around you it. Just, just like You'd go through a lot of balls in that game. <laughs> yeah, they're all ruined. <laughs> I mean, at what point does the leather peel off the ball and now she's just wearing gloves? <laughs> that's, that's a good now point. She's a, she's a multi-sport athlete because now you she, can play now, baseball. It's a, now it's a baseball glove. <laughs> Also, good point. The tar is going to solidify, so become a statue. Rock hands. Now you so can punch anything. So how much anything. of her body... Oh. We're back to superhero. See, it how almost much, circles back. How oh. much body is covered in tar? She said it was everywhere. But when it solidifies, I mean, then she's going to have to think about how she wants her hands for when it solidifies then. She could just live the rest of her life as a speed bump. 
That's true. <laughs> like go to a campus or a, or a friendlies parking lot where they have a, a broken speed bump. Could be a, a huge asset to the police department. Just sign on with them. Yeah. And whenever they're going to go out and do like a speed trap and they need to deploy something. Like you, spike strips, but different. Right. They can have you standing there when the people drive by. They're like, oh, it's a person in black. But then you just fall down right in yep. front of them. Boom. Stops it's your car. time to shine. <laughs> Nailed it. Superhero. Yeah. She needs a superhero name, though. Oh, yeah. S- Sticky girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sludge lady. I was trying to think of a way we could fuse woman and tar, and all I came up with was was Wu-Tar Man. <laughs> Wu-Tar Man. Also man? Well, because Woo, Woo Man, but war. tar in the middle. Uh, war. No, that's just war. Just war. War. I, I say tardy woman because she's probably going to be late if you can't move very yeah, well. That's a good that's point. True. Oh, you could get a job as the person who takes the wool off the sheep. (laughs) And then what? No electricity needed. And then you'll have fuzzy hands? Be the first ever human lint roller. What's that game you played as kids where you had a big plate on your hand and it was Velcro and you threw things and stuck it to it? Oh, that was called jail with a DUI. (laughs) That's it. That's <laughs> Professor's Life De-Stressor. <laughs> Lulu's Vluer Badoo's coming up. If you like this podcast, check out some of the other shows on the Scavengers Network. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark in this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Scavengersnetwork.com. They'll do just about anything. Send it to I don't know radio at gmail.com. From your haircut to an egg salad sandwich you made, Lulu will rate it. It's Lulu's viewer reviews. And today's review is brought to you by Safety Paste. Is it dangerous? Safety Paste. Probably would be good to have on your hands before you try tarring your roof. (laughs) (laughs) If only this had been there earlier. Uh, No, it makes sense. Sharp corn. Have you ever had a... Have you never used no. safety? P- no, <laughs> nope. You've I never- don't know what that was. <laughs> have you have ever, you ever had a, some when? Yeah, let's make that joke again. Uh, have Shut you? Ever- the, you know what? <laughs> you make the same joke every week. I do. Apparently, you know, it um- also happens every. <laughs> so I would like to thank Sarah R for sending in this week's thing to be reviewed oh thank you sarah R. thank you sarah R. and actually it's kind of it's it's multiple things it's four things that are being reviewed the elements <laughs> all right <laughs> fucking aristotle <laughs> earth wind um, humors fire ghosts no, rocks we've already done water and fire i think i'm good enough for <laughs> yeah, now yeah, yeah. um no the cleanliness of the morning show cruise cars Ooh. Well, fuck me sideways. It was nice being here. <laughs> this is why I said earlier that I would be reviewing something that wasn't actually what the thing said because I'm not sure cleanliness covers uh, at least half of the cars involved. 
So we're going to have to go outside and look at the cars real quick. I've already done that. Oh, oh, okay. Because I'm reviewing this. Remember, this is my segment where I review things. Shit. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We always forget that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would just like to say, obviously, I'm very familiar with my own car. And as I'm sure anyone can imagine, it is very clean. Yes. It's, yeah. It's even, it's so clean that I actually smudge it every morning. You smudge it? Yes, with sage. It's very clean. It's clean of all things. Oh. Your car is even spiritually clean. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're the only so, person I know who's taken the glass off the dashboard to wash the needles for the speedometer. <laughs> you have to have them bright and shiny so you can see them. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, I, and then I'm going to jump to the extreme and say that fish stick, if you Fucking, can- Fucking, I'm the worst? That's not right. If you can call his car a car- because uh, <laughs> you live in the basement, your car is basically your car. Your, <laughs> your your car is basically your closet and dumpster. Even the closet can be organized, though. That's true. So, That's you true. Know. Okay, Lulu, what's wrong with my car? <laughs> it's like I'm talking to a phone. The smell. Okay, Google. <laughs> Alexa, fix my life. Uh, I don't calculating. Think <laughs> now playing. Despacito. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, well, you can, I don't think you could have any passengers in the back, that's for sure. No, it's a truck. <laughs> I can have passengers in the back of my truck. Mine is there a 1995 go. Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> and you can still actually have some passengers back there. I'm not saying it's a luxurious accommodation, but you actually cannot have this sort of modest passenger ability because it is full of... Of garbage. Well, I have tools. I have half of an alternator mower back there. I have some parts of RF equipment from the station. Um, I have a cardboard box that I was using to keep the trash on one side away from the tools and things I need, but it kind of fell over because I put too much trash next to it. Um, I have a tarp. I have some flammable liquids that have spilled onto the floor. I have a Sam Adams beer glass that I'm not getting rid of. And uh, for a little while there, I had a full-on satellite receiver in my seat, <laughs> but I took that out the other night. I'm glad I did. So moving on, yes, yours is a very, very dirty vehicle, and you're a very, very bad person. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> I'm almost you disgusting. Yeah, don't make me throw up. Okay. Um, so, Professor. Hit me with your best shot. How would you describe your car? It's not, it's not dirty. There's a bunch of shit in the back seat. But it's not garbage like it is Fish Sticks' car. Mine's like I have a piano in the back seat, <laughs> <laughs> not a synthesizer, and, an acoustic <laughs> piano. And so I have that, and I have a board game that accidentally <laughs> spilled. So I have little pieces and and dice and cards all over the place, and is a baby l- doll, and a baby doll. All right, and a baby doll. I think I think the issue arose here when you started with piano. Okay, but it's not dirty. It's just, it's cluttered in the back seat. Okay, and once again, d- d- does no one here have friends? I've, You're asking I have the not, wrong fucking crowd. I have not driven somebody in my car in years. I do have to at least concede there, <laughs> there is a dead mouse in the bed of my truck because it died there, and, and it's been winter. So it was frozen, and I just don't want to, like... Peel it off. What's the opposite of a Viking funeral? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You have Mouse Pompeii in your bed. <laughs> it's bed just one. Trying. It's just one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like it's just it's frozen in whatever position it was in. Yeah, Mouse Pompeii <laughs> is the best thing. Look, I'm just I was nervous because it's frozen back there. That oh. if I put my gloves on and then tried to like peel the mouse out, it like not all of it would come out. You probably just need to get over it and deal with it, though. I'm just going to wait for spring. Or, you know, we got raccoons where I live, so one of them will probably get it. Like, this spring, it might just fucking bounce up. (laughs) Help! (laughs) Okay, so I have one other question. Yes, fish dick? I just have one thing. Mouse Vesuvius. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give yourself the ding that you stretched for. (laughs) That was a burn. (sighs) Anyway... I have a question. What? Because I noticed the piano stool is in your passenger seat. So do you play this piano in your car? Only when I'm practicing. Sometimes I'll practice in my car. Yeah, okay. But if if I have a gig, I'll bring the piano someplace. That's why it's in my car. When was the last gig you had? Three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have, okay, one truck that's full of garbage. Oddities. One and garbage. No, I think the oddities go to Professor, who has a whole piano in his truck. Thank you, and a board game. And a board game that's spilled all over the place. So if you want to crawl under the piano and play, it's probably life because that's what you need for your life. It's, it's actually this really advice. cool. It's this game called like Dragonology, and there's a bunch of little dragon figurines in it, which is why I got it because I wanted those. Okay, so Professor has the ability to play music in his truck, and it has been infested by dragons in stage combat with dragons. Mulch. I noticed you had some um, things going on in there, too. Yes. Do you sometimes not deliver pizzas? Sometimes. I don't. I can't use a GPS, so I have to guess. I use a GP guess. <laughs> and you I can, don't always. You call your GP. <laughs> and you're, like, <laughs> you're like, hey, Dr. Stan, um, where is Chestnut Avenue? He's like, stop fucking calling me for this. <laughs> I thought restraining orders worked for phones, too. So, yeah, sometimes they don't make their way all the way to the to the location. Do you eat them? Most of them. Partial. Oh. Partial. Do you also have mice friends? It's a couple generations of the same family, but yeah, I guess they're probably all friends. <laughs> so do you sometimes, like, say maybe, I may or may not have had this experience, open up a pizza box and just have a whole family of mice just staring yeah. up at you? Yeah. yeah. Do they have names? Uh, I... Can't share that information without their consent. <laughs> I can just see you opening a pizza box and just like 50 little mice in there like, the pizza overlord. <laughs> Daddy's home. He has returned. <laughs> <laughs> They've created little colonies. We cleaned stuff. out your air filter. <laughs> <laughs> We've only pooped on the little plastic table. That's why. <laughs> that's We're the only... Uh, we're the only pizza shop that will do nut-covered pizza <laughs> for that reason. Well, not thinking further about this. Um, uh, okay, we'll also so- come on your pizza if you ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. See, I was trying to move on before this happened. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Anyway, um, okay, now I'm, uh, now I'm distracted. So anyway, what are, you got to so, give us the ratings. Yeah, so, well, here's the problem. So each of us, apparently, being the strange and unique individuals that we are, which is seems to be emphasized by the cars we drive, 
I think everyone would agree, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's kind of hard to give it an equal rating against each other because, well, okay, hold on. Actually, I just take it back. I was trying to be nice and say that everyone has very unique cars and to each their own, except the question is, or the thing to review is the cleanliness. Before you make this, I have a piece of information that might affect how you think. My truck's name is Buffalo Bell because she's beautiful and tough. This does not affect how I think about the cleanliness of your truck. That does not alter the amount of garbage in your back seat. (laughs) I just thought I'd bring it up. So I just want to say, so like we're going to go in order because I, yeah, I could come up with an interesting way to rate, but I'd be rating each car and it just seems easier to rate in order of the vehicles in their cleanliness, which was the question. Anyway, obviously I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I have the cleanest car. Okay. Okay. I'm going to second with professors because it's not so much dirty. It just has strange items in it. Naturally. Um, So really I'm having a hard time between the last two because you've got food and mice and poop and goodness knows what. It's mostly mouse poop though. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Mostly. Have you heard of hantavirus? No. It's it's rare mouse disorder. (laughs) Disease. I I thought I had it once. It really fucked me up. I remember that. Yeah. You freaked the fuck out. Well, because I had to flick a mouse to death because my cat injured it and wouldn't kill it. And it's what you do with feeder mice. You flick them at the base of the neck. And I wasn't thinking because I wanted to put the poor guy out of his misery because he was like, I don't want to get too visceral, but the cat did him a bad one and he wasn't going to kick it. You get too visceral about the evisceration? Yeah. You know, if you just put a shoe on, you shift your weight enough. You have to crush them. This breaks their spinal cord. Anyway, I flicked it, and then I was getting a cold at the time, and the next day I was like, and I touched my mouth after without thinking about it. That's what happens when you fuck with a mouse and then suck your thumb, you <laughs> nasty, <laughs> you big baby bitch. What did you think was good? Well, then I Googled. <laughs> well, no, I was getting sick anyway, and I was about to fly to Scotland, and uh, I Googled mouse diseases. <laughs> and of course, the first thing that comes up was hand, foot, and mouse disease. No, it was, uh... Just- <laughs> Finally gets a well-deserved ding. You've been waiting for that. Oh, no, I just thought of it. Hantavirus. It kills you pretty bad, but you usually get it from shaking up mouse poo. Dusty Mm. mouse poo from a mouse that has it. Super rare, by the way, but I was convinced I was going to die. I remember you saying it was super rare, and I remember the conversation we had, because I was like, look, man, to start, you have a, like, .024% chance of getting this. Can I ask? Can Can we backtrack a little bit? What do you do with feeder mice? You, if you, if you get them alive and you want to kill them quickly, you flick them very hard at the base of the skull and it severs their spinal cord. It's, it's, what the fuck? I Googled it. Right. But like, have you ever had an animal that you have to feed mice to? No, I Googled it before I did it because I was like, best way to kill a mouse that's in a lot of pain. (laughs) That's fucked up. You could have just stomped once really hard. It was on carpet. Did I mention that part? And you wouldn't have gotten mouse AIDS or whatever the fuck you thought (laughs) you got. You could have put gloves on. There there are so many things that you could have done. So my car's pretty dirty, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not quite sure because you said you had like chemicals and stuff or whatever. It's the battle of the clutter and the garbage going on in your back seat. Mm -hmm. There was a a wall, but walls don't work. (laughs) It came down. Um, but then there's the living family and the decaying food. I don't know. This is yeah, that's a, tough. Yeah, mine's the worst by all means. Um, I think I'm going to put this up to a vote. 
uh, dear few listeners, if you could please respond in one of the manners that you, unfortunately, the many manners in which we beg for responses, um, and give us your vote on whether you think mulch's car or fish sticks truck is the least clean. I will take a picture of both of look, these. Look for pictures on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, we'll tweet these right when the episode drops. Now moving on Mulch's to... Mulch's News Garden coming at you next. Stay tight. Sit, sit I meant hard. to say sit tight. <laughs> it's always been said that dog is man's best friend. But that's just stinking thinking. At Impossible Pets, the only limit is your imagination and biological viability of the specimen. You've probably seen a Labrador, but how about a Chupacabrador? If you thought normal cats were cranky, try releasing the catkin. What would it be like to cross a bull moose, an ostrich, and a sloth? We have no fucking idea, but we'll be damned if we don't try. Impossible Pets. Customizable, cuddly, lab-grown monstrosities that you can call your own. Impossible Pets is not responsible for any damages caused by their pets. No guarantee is made to the lifespan, temperament, or cuddliness of any creature you may purchase. Results may vary. Limited time offer. Impossible Pets. Who's a good boy? He digs through the stories and wipes off the dirt. The landscape of journalism could use a little mulch. It's Mulch's News Garden. Mulch's News Garden is brought to you by our Lord and Liege, Harold Bates. Offer a one-time showing of primate punishment with his pull start slapper. Master Bates tugs the rope and spanks the monkey. What a setup. No, let read that again. That that was insane. I don't think it's like grammatically correct. <laughs> Just so you're aware. But that's a beautiful Our setup. Our Lord and Liege Harold Bates offer a one-time showing of primate punishment with his pull start slapper. Master Bates tugs the rope and spanks the monkey. I don't have a story, so Baba Ganoush? <laughs> what? <laughs> We can't end on a masturbation sponsor joke. No, I actually, of course we can. What was your teaser? I don't fucking remember. I thought you had said something like, what happens when someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do? And I thought this was like a really, <laughs> you literally just made, I, that would be great. I think that's it was pretty close to what you said. Though. No, I just want to talk about, I just recently read a story about when Mike Tyson was in his prime, he and his wife at the time. What? Why didn't you just lead into this? <laughs> what? Continue. Can I tell my Can I tell my story? Yeah. Can I do my segment? Anyways, so uh, he was in his prime, and he paid to have a private tour of a zoo. I don't remember where. I don't have the story in front of me. I just want to talk about it. So they're going through the zoo or whatever, and they see the giraffes and, like, whatever. And they get to the gorilla enclosure, and there's this big-ass gorilla just, like, fucking with all the other gorillas. Like, get out of here. Just, like, messing with them or whatever. And Mike Tyson said to the zookeeper, he was like, let me in there. I'm gonna beat his ass. <laughs> like it was like I want I want to fight that gorilla. <laughs> what? And he offered the zookeeper ten thousand dollars to let him fight the gorilla. He was like, "Let me in there. Let me fight that gorilla. I'll show him what's up. He'll start treating the other gorillas nicely." And zookeeper was like, "No, that's a one thousand pound silverback gorilla. <laughs> like I know you're on top of the world right now. You're a heavyweight champion. Like you're having a great time fighting humans. I don't think you fighting a gorilla is the best idea." And he was like. Let me fuck that gorilla. <laughs> he was really in on yeah, it. Yeah, he was like he like pressured him. He was like ten thousand dollars cash right now for me to fight that gorilla. I could never imagine saying no to that. No, being oh. that confident. He thought he was gonna win too. Yeah, because well, you you don't go into the ring with a gorilla <laughs> thinking you might lose. He was like, no, I could absolutely fuck that gorilla up. Right. He wasn't like. <laughs> also, how professional of that zookeeper. If I had been that zookeeper. 
you'd have a different story to be yeah, reading. Yeah. No, you wouldn't even, you'd be like <laughs> local, local Mike Tyson killed by gorilla. Like I, he'd be like, let me in there to fight the gorilla. And I'd be like, okay. And he'd be like, well, I'm going to offer you money. He'd be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, go for it. Yeah. I, yeah I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Finish your sentence. At first <laughs> I was going to say, I'm afraid that what if he hurts the gorilla? <laughs> and then I thought about that, that sentence and I was like, oh no, that gorilla would be probably be fine. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of the two gorillas start fighting and some old lady goes, where's the zookeeper? Like the zookeeper's going to go <laughs> yeah. in there and be like, boys, <laughs> like, where's the zookeeper? There's two gorillas fighting. Like they just, he's just what's hiding be. behind that yeah, bush. He's, he's, he fucked off. They got mad. <laughs> he went he away. Was, are you watching this? Yeah. I just think it's funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mike Tyson wanted to fight a gorilla, but that honestly, super proud of the zookeeper for being like, no. Yeah, no, that's that's morally the right thing to do. Honestly, it like some think what you will about Mike Tyson, but he had the best interests of the other gorillas in the enclosure. <laughs> that's a good huh. point. You know, everyone's intentions in this story are very true and good. There, it's a it's a good story to tell your kids <laughs> because like, one day when you were very young, Mike Tyson wanted to fuck up a gorilla that was being a bully to the other gorillas. But that's wrong, and the zookeeper yeah. said not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Then so, the zookeeper was offered a fuckload of money, kids. Life-changing money. And then Mike Tyson bit someone's ear off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Towards the end of his career. And that's what he's known for now. So, kids, your choice is either be known as the person who fought that gorilla and died or later be known as the person who bit off a guy's ear. But he probably created Van Gogh, so it's okay. Did you know Pablo Picasso <laughs> died in 1970-something? What? No, we Don't didn't. you think Pablo Picasso died in like the 1600s? Yeah. Nope. No. He was alive in the fucking 1970s. That blows my mind. I was not ready for that. That, Isn't that, that blows everyone's mind except for Lulu's because she knew. But now like next time you hear it, you won't. That's are how his, that works. Are his right. paintings less impressive now? I mean, almost. It'd be different if he was born in 12. So I read this story yeah. about some, <laughs> it was like this girl sold, sold colored pencils to Pablo Picasso when she was a young girl. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I realized he died in 1970. You could, like, that could have been 1978 that he bought pencils <laughs> off that girl. Like, there's no, that, I was like, right. oh, that's wicked long time. No, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't also wasn't like, hark, here you come by Miss Landon's no. handmade colored pencils. No, he was probably was, like, like, he, he was went, probably just selling colored pencils. He was like, I feel bad. She I worked could go at a to gas station. I could go to Walmart and get these, but I'll just buy them from this little girl instead. When did television become a thing? The uh, 50s. Yeah. Well, Pablo Picasso popular. probably watched TV. Yep. He was also a very strange and not very happy and not very kind man. Yeah, so. he was kind of an asshole. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Lots of lots of famous people. Wait, 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 wait. So when was Van Gogh alive? I had no idea who was making this <laughs> out. I, I looked at I looked at Fish and was like, it's not you. And I was like, it's not Lulu. I was like, there's no way it's Professor. I was like, am I making this sound? Am I accidentally making that sound? I thought a weird I thought a cartoon helicopter was coming in on us. I was all confused. No, uh, okay. When wait, was wait. When was Van Gogh alive? Not not then. the 1970s. You know what's you know what else is crazy? Nikola Tesla, when he died, the person who went through his like documents <laughs> and notes was Donald Trump's uncle. Oh, Shut the fuck okay, up. So that doesn't make What do you mean by that? Fred Trump. What do you mean he went through like he was he was the first one to go through his paper. What does that mean? Like legally was the first one? Okay, when he died, he had all this stuff and they were like we need someone smart to come look through this and so the fucking college he worked at was like you you there with the smart brain come look at this so weird guy while he was in college he was like in a professor there he was like taught there okay 
And the, the uncle? Yes. Trump's uncle. Okay, just, so he had just stuff, and they were like, let's pick this one guy to go through his stuff. His notes. And like to make sense of it, to organize it. To see yeah. if there was like some groundbreaking technology in there. Yeah. They probably should have listened to the guy when he was alive. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Um, I'm pretty so, sure he was, wasn't unlike, he working on some sort of like ray gun? No, he, he, per, he like basically perfected the dance? wireless charging. Yeah, inductive way, charging. Way back. What university is that? I have no idea. Okay, so because there's a statue of Nikola Tesla at some university that gives off free Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's, That's neat. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, the strongest signal is next to his junk, but. Antenna, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lulu, you, you had started saying something and it stopped. I started saying a very clever joke, but now we've moved way too far on. Wait, was it about Van Gogh? Because I'm still curious about when he was alive. Wake well, me up. Before you vanish, it, it was very. <laughs> Mulch just said that, you know, obviously we should have listened to Nikola Tesla when he was alive. And I said, well, unfortunately, Van Gogh wouldn't have been very good at that. But. It's oh. Mike Tyson bit it off. <laughs> Baba Ganoush. Baba, Baba Ganoush. Congratulations. That's some time of your life that you're never going to get back. And you spent it listening to this garbage. If for some reason you actually enjoy this dumpster fire, subscribe on iTunes and share it with all your friends. IDKRadio.com The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.